This episode of the Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Launched in Kelowna, BC, and now expanding to Montreal, Whiskey Lane is on a mission to share their obsession with quality food and drinks with growing audiences by keeping the best local flavors on their minds and on their tongues. No matter what your business needs to grow, Whiskey Lane knows how to make it happen. Whiskey Lane, bringing long lines to the producers of specialty food and drinks. Go to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And that's whiskey, the Canadian way, without an E. and you're listening to episode 303 of Up for Discussion, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Every week we tackle a different ingredient, dish, or style of cuisine, sharing our favorite recipes and learning from our wonderful guests. This week we're talking all about fast food. Now I'm going to be upfront here, I am having a really bad mental health week, so if at various points throughout this episode I don't sound like I'm doing super well, it's because I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing horribly, I'm just in a really high anxiety place and it's kind of affecting uh, my mood a lot and it's affecting the way that I am, am thinking and focusing on things. So if I'm a little frazzled, that's why, and I feel like I need to be upfront with you guys about it because podcasting is an intimate medium, and if I'm not vulnerable about that, then what the hell is the point of making a podcast, right? All right, let's get into it. Now, fast food gets a pretty bad rap, and honestly, that sucks. <laughs> One of my main goals here on the show is to celebrate food, all food, for the things that make food great, and to debunk the myth that there's good foods and bad foods, because all foods are good foods if they're cooked properly and you enjoy eating them. That's that's it. That's, that's it. It's that simple. But if we look at fast food, specifically things like takeout, restaurant chains, frozen dinners, bags of chips, they all have a really bad reputation of being bad for you. And uh, let me blow your mind for a second here. That's bullshit. (laughs) None of those foods are bad for you. The people trying to convince you that they're bad for you are doing that because they're insecure about things. Maybe they're fat phobic and they're scared of foods that they perceive as being fatty, which is also nonsense because there are good fats and bad fats. And, you know, fat being a bad thing is a societal construct meant to put down people for, you know, being fat, which is bullshit. Maybe they're scared that sugar will rot your brains or, you know, more realistically, your teeth. Or maybe they've been sold on the lie or also, you know, maybe they're perpetual the lie that things are cheap and easy to access and therefore can't possibly be good for you because the Western world is super prejudiced against poor people and the systems in place that work to keep us poor also actively work to shame us for our poverty. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is eating fast food and loving it are sort of an act of rebellion against our capitalist overlords and the people who would shame us for being poor. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. All that being said, enjoy this fast food episode of Up for Discussion, where I'll be singing the praises of my favorite fast food chains with my friends Kat Gilbert and Kevin Guo. Uh, Stick around through the whole show, because in the second part, Kevin drops some big science on us that will probably radically change the way you think about fast food going forward, and, uh, like, 
in a very good way like i am still processing it and it's awesome so uh yeah no, no spoilers you'll get to it in the second half of the show and the first half of the show is a very fun conversation with my friend kat about the fast food that we both grew up eating and loving here in quebec in the 1990s all right let's get into it my first guest on this fast food episode of Up for Discussion is Kat Gilbert. Kat is the host of the Florians United podcast, a podcast all about the sci-fi original series, The Magicians, I want to say, uh, and also uh, the author of several Magicians D&D books. Kat, thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you for the invitation. The other project that you work on is a project that I also work on. <laughs> we uh, we together share the editing workload for Rad Child Podcast, which is your husband Seth's podcast on this very network. Yeah, I do the <laughs> way to go um, to grow the book part of the podcast. <laughs> um, so that's the easy part of it. <laughs> and I do the, the painstaking four, sometimes five person interview part. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Kat, thanks so much for uh, for phoning in. This will be fun. When I realized that I wanted to do an episode about fast food, I thought, okay, I want to talk to someone who like knows the same kind of fast food culture I do a little bit. So I want to mm-hmm. talk to someone who's like, you know, from Quebec and like grew up here and and kind of knows the same you know world that I do, so that we can kind of get into it. So uh, before we dive into fast food specifically, I always like to give my guests a chance to kind of introduce themselves and contextualize themselves. Uh, in terms of like their relationship to food and the food that they grew up with and uh, sort of what role it played in your family life growing up. I'm uh, from Val d'Or, which is a small town uh, six hours up north uh, from Montreal. And for a long time, fast food, the fast food we had were like uh, like the McDonald's and at the time when it wasn't dead, um, uh, what was it called? Competitor of Tim Horton, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, rest in peace, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, it died in in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> there's one left, eh? Oh, one. Oh, yeah. There's one. There's one left in Verdun, I think, unless it's disappeared in the last couple of years. I heard that they they're not anymore, so we're we're gonna have to Google that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think the one in Verdun is gone too. Darn. Well, Tim Horton ate them all, and honestly, I understand why. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like having a fancy coffee was to to go to Tim Horton. I don't want to like. Say, oh, small town don't have stuff. But at the time in the 90s, it was true. Like, sure. We didn't have a lot of things. To Like, true to be told, the first time I ate, like, sushi was in my 18th birthday in Montreal. Right. And um, so then I moved out of town and then come to Montreal and kind of exploded fast food-wise. But food-wise. <laughs> but fast food-wise. Because at my house, we were fast food was kind of a treat. Right. And then I got money and then fast food was like kind of like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes, eh? It it goes from being a treat to like and I think that's true of like most things that we grow up with is that as soon as we're adults who have our own money, we're like, "Wait, I can just have this whenever I feel like exactly. it." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and there was not a lot of things to do in Valdor to be fair when you're not like my my group of friends were didn't like really do drugs, do alcohol. And there's so much to do, you know? So we were all along a lot, like, hanging out at the McDonald's. Like, we were those, ha- like, obnoxious teenagers. Sure. Uh, but we will we will buy stuff, to be fair. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, hanging out at the McDonald's is, like, height of my high school. <laughs> I love that. We, um, I went to high school in, uh, in Westmount, at Westmount West High, uh, famously the school that uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris went to. And um, we weren't there at the same time or anything. I think she graduated after I did. Um, but uh, that's a joke because I'm young. 
we had a McDonald's, you know, like four blocks from the school. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's pretty relatable. <laughs> Definitely and a lot of they, that. They, I remember in the in one of my class, they showed us Super Size Me. Right. Uh, at the time, we didn't know it wasn't true. You know, at right. the time we thought it was true, and it was to warn us about like fast food eating and bad eating. But all it gave me it was the need to go to eat, like. McDonald's after that. Yeah, well, that's it. I I think, and this is something that I try to do on this show as much as possible is like destigmatize food a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, like I like I don't like the idea that there are good foods and bad foods. I no. do think that nutritionally, obviously, some foods are like going to give you more of what you need than others. But I think that at the end of the day, as long as you're getting a balance and as long as you're happy with the food you're eating, there's no such thing as bad food. And yeah, it's, especially yeah. Uh, with fast food, it's kind of an equalizer because um, sadly, it's cheaper to have like a meal for a whole family to McDonald's than like getting supplies at their at their grocery store right so like and for a long time i saw that i was like oh that's a poor people place but more and more i think it's start it's tough to be like that i don't know if it's my view my change of view or the world changing but it's not as much of that thought anymore like people that go to mcdonald are poor or whatever it's just like hey it's a place to eat and I shouldn't be in front of one but hey here i am yeah uh, <laughs> well yeah that's interesting because I, I like we're we're the same age, and I, you know, I, my family was pretty poor in the '90s too. And I, uh, I mean, I'm still pretty poor. Um, and I remember my mom would, in order to make sure that I could eat enough food and also have stuff to play with, we got a lot of Happy Meals because, like, mm-hmm. that was a really good, like, cost-effective way to, like, okay treat your kid to a toy every like you know once or twice a week while also making sure they get a proper meal and you know proper meal in air quotes sure like <laughs> again it's maybe not the most nutritious thing but, but you have food that's it you've got food and you've got enough to get you by and with the happy meals like to be fair they do like <clears throat> they do put a little bit more into the nutritional side of it for the kids meals which now uh, but not in the 90s let's be real oh no yeah maybe not i i haven't ordered a happy meal well no wait that's not true. I've ordered a lot of Happy Meals recently, and so my my judgment is clouded. Yeah, but that's but, it. But my 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 grandparents, my grandpa, and I, I don't remember him. He died when I was, I was four. But apparently, he, he went to McDonald's every morning getting his coffee, right? And would bring back the toys. So when he died, uh, we found this huge, huge container of all the the toys that he would give give us sparingly from oh, time wow. to time. It was all the the McDonald's toys, and we still have them. Yeah, I love that. Somewhere, somewhere, my estranged mother has a box of uh, you know unopened McDonald's toys from like 1996, 1997, oh my God. <laughs> the year that we just constantly went to McDonald's because uh, <laughs> it was the best <laughs> option for us. But that's it. I think there is. I think there's something to your your point that you brought up of like McDonald's used to be something that like it seems like something you do because you're poor mm-hmm. and like I think that you know it is still a cheap option but I have noticed like there's it's not that cheap anymore like nope. you know we're we're a family of four so if I'm buying food for all four of us it can sometimes run like 40 bucks at the end of it after like tips oh, and yeah. delivery charges. You have to look at deals honestly like yeah. I, I will treat myself to like a big meal uh, when there are their deals, otherwise I will try like to have those like McTrios or st- stuff like that are lesser. Cause I mean, even I like I, I we're in one uh, one income household right now because I'm back to school and like now go- going to McDonald's or fast food is back to being a treat because we can afford it all the time. Right. 
but it's funny because for me now it became more of a usually um I have like I have depression and anxiety, so sometimes I have big meltdowns. Sure. And I want to eat my feelings, and some most of the time I want to eat like uh, fast food. Like I want to eat, eat like fat and heavy and salt. Sure. There's nothing. <laughs> so, there's really nothing better when you're having a, a depressive anxiety uh, episode. So I, I know the feeling. <laughs> and sometimes like I feel better ab- after it, and I know I shouldn't, but hey. But that's what I mean. I think that if you're if you're if you're in a spot where you're not doing well and the thing that's going to bring you joy and comfort is, you know, maybe unhealthy food, that's okay. That That's good. Yes. Let it bring you joy and comfort. Well, it, it came to a point where I was not eating. Right. That was my problem. I forgot to eat. So Seth, for a while, was, uh, well, at least you're eating something. Yeah. You know, and now it became more of a, like, it's okay if we eat it because we eat rather well the rest of it. Like, we... We're not like super cooked, but we try to have like veggies and uh, like salmon or whatever, like having like meat and, and vegetarian option and stuff like that. That way we have like a diverse food, right. better for your health. But also if I want a Big Mac, like no shame, I'm going to get a Big Mac. I, I take walks every single morning to Tim Hortons to get like their, uh, their, their coffee or their hot chocolate. Right. And it's not because it tastes great. It's because it makes me walk, and it's my reward to, for walking. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and at first, I was like, that's silly. But at the end of the day, I'm like, no, that's the only time I'm outside right now. Because I go to school, I, I go to school in, inside the house, right. and I work inside their house, too. So I'm going so crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I, like, I have to, I mean, now I have that, that job at the pizza place, so I do have to leave the house to go to work a couple times a week. But, like, I'm there part-time. I, I have two maybe three shifts a week if it's busy on Mondays and they need to call me in. So uh, I feel you. Like, the only way I get out of the house is if I'm, like, running an errand. And, like, I don't necessarily want to go run an errand every single day. So definitely, like, I uh, I don't go to Tim Hortons for my coffee just because I don't really like Tim Hortons coffee. But I know the feeling of, like, you know. It's mostly because it doesn't thing here. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, okay, so so coming to the fast food side of it a little bit more, is McDonald's your favorite fast food, or is there someone yes. else that you like? Oh uh, no, McDonald's is for me like I think that because it was a treat when I was young. That mm-hmm. now I'm like savoring it. Sure, yeah. Um, and I remember we used to go to uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken mm-hmm. uh, when it was uh, when they had like special things. Like uh, I remember mugs from Batman. Whoa. Okay. And uh, like we we went just to get those, you know. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I said, there was not a lot of fast food. Even now, like I I don't want to dish on Valdor because like it's a it's a good city. But right. like their fanciest coffee chain, I'm gonna say chain because they have like local coffee that are better. But sure. their fanciest coffee chain is Second Cup. Okay. There's they no don't Starbucks even in have Valdor. like a Starbucks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. No, I get that. I think I think McDonald's is McDonald's is not my favorite fast food chain, but I think that's only because I eat a lot of different fast food all the time. And mm-hmm. so for me McDonald's tends to be more for like 
utility, if that makes sense. Where yeah, like the fries. The fries are so good. But the thing yeah, is the like best fry. They were voted the best fries in the recent poll that I, I Googled. Really? I mean <laughs> yeah, that, like the, that makes the sense. best French fries known out, uh, to like fast foods. Yeah. McDonald's. You know what? I would believe that. I think McDonald's fries are definitely like top tier. My problem is my priority is never the fries. It's always the burger. If I'm getting mm-hmm. a fast food burger and McDonald's, bless them, their burgers are not that good. Their yeah. fries are amazing. Their burgers are like... They're okay. Fine. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, I mean, I do love their chicken nuggets though. So sometimes I'll just oh, be yeah. like, okay, I don't want a burger from McDonald's. I'll get nuggets. But for me, McDonald's the appeal really is in being able to get a ton of food for like the same price as like less food somewhere else. So if I'm feeding the family, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to get a couple of happy meals. We're going to get, you know, trios for the adults. Everyone will have the amount of French fries they want. We'll all be good. Um, but it's I think funny. my favorite fast food burger is, uh, is definitely Burger King. And it's I'm not just saying that because they the paid same. me. <laughs> and for me, honestly, that, I have like a trauma with Burger King because when I was young, oh, no. they were hosting kids a uh, party there. Right. And I had a birthday there, apparently, my memory recall. And I ate there and I got sick, oh, probably no. because I ate cake and I was overexcited. Sure. But since then, in my head, I get sick when I hate Burger King. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> I There's a souvlaki place that, uh, <laughs> there's a souvlaki place in our neighborhood that, um, I mean, I don't know why I'm beating around the bush. Souvlaki George. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, so, like, I loved Souvlaki George for a very long time. And, like, George was the nicest guy. And he would always chat with us when he would bring the food out. And he died back in, um, I want to say maybe 2016. But I wouldn't be surprised oh. if it was even earlier. And... Um, I went back since and the new ownership is like not the same and they've like changed a couple of the recipes and I got food poisoning from them and so I just haven't been back because I'm like I can't do it it's it's rough how like one bad experience can ruin a place for you forever well especially that you had another experience like you had a familial link there and it's gone that's it I remember he like he ran for office here once he like he was trying to be like the mayor of the borough (laughs) I love that but it's it's silly, but like the people at, at Tim Horton now knows me, right? And like will write like sm- a smiley face or on my cup, and or when the app doesn't work, because usually I, when I walk, I I order before that mm-hmm. way when I arrive, I just grab my stuff and leave. Sure. And uh, when my when the when the app doesn't work, they see me and they know. Right. So like when I I come to order, I just have to pay and leave. Like and they know me, and we like, how are you? Blah blah blah. And that's something I I like. I I don't know them at all, but like I'm totally gonna give them a Christmas gift. <laughs> I love that. I th- yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like that doesn't necessarily happen with fast food chains that often. That you'll like get that sort of. Um that I'm a regular and we have a relationship kind of thing. I think that's because we're Canadian. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And I, I think like, you know, a lot of places will have, you know, so many employees working different shifts that you might not yeah. necessarily like build that same rapport. And I love when you can. I love I love when it just happens to work out that you do kind of like start to recognize each other. I think there's something mm-hmm. really beautiful about that. Yeah. And, and I don't know, for me, like fast food is not... It's not bad, and I feel like there was more democratization of it because of COVID, because mm-hmm. a lot of people miss going outside, so they will order, and a lot of takeouts at the beginning was fast food only. Right, yeah. 
So, um, but it's funny because I went in an argument with a friend how it's hard to have a good Putin anymore from outside because mm. Putin has to be the right temperature, right. the right moment, <laughs> with the right melted cheese. And people like said who are American and don't understand the deep and profoundness of Putin. <laughs> He's like, whatever. And like, no, you don't understand. No, they don't. They don't. God, I, uh, yeah, you know what? This is actually, I was hoping we would talk a little bit about Putin on this one because like, I mean, we're both from here. We both have a deep, you know, connection to Putin. It's it's yes. in our blood. Um, what do you think is, like, have you found a good delivery Putin? I had one in my old neighborhood. I was in, uh, when I was on La Jeunesse uh, Street, it, more like uh, towards the, uh, uh, Cremazie. Right, yeah. I, I live with, next to like a mom and pop shop that had the best poutine I've ever ate. Oh, I love that. Uh, like the right amount of cheese, the right amount of gravy. And it's funny because uh, at the beginning when Seth said like, oh, we can do poutine home, at home, I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> and we use normal gravy. No. And I think I had a heart attack and I had <laughs> and giving a 20-minute lecture about how gravy is not poutine. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. It's it's so interesting to me because I, I have friends, you know, in the States who like, look, I think that you can get like cheese curds in some states. Yeah, it's super hard. We ha- we found it in New York, but we had to go in a fancy cheese. Yeah. Plate. Well, that's it. Like, it's not it's not like it's here really where you can go to the you can go to the gas station and get, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, <laughs> like I can walk across the street from my house and buy cheese curds anytime I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I find there is um, there is one delivery put in. No, there's two delivery put in in our neighborhood that I like. Um, oh, I'm going to note them down. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. This is why I'm telling you, because I <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, cat needs to know about these two. I don't necessarily have the highest standards for put in. Um, okay. But I do, I do, you know, care about how well something delivers, right? Because if I'm mm-hmm. ordering it and it's going to cost more because I'm doing it on Uber Eats and it's getting delivered and I have to pay the delivery fee or whatever, if I'm going to pay extra for it to deliver, it better deliver well. And um, the two places that I find their poutine delivers like well enough for me to bother ordering it are um, Atlas Pizza. Oh, Atlas is just amazing. Let's talk about Atlas. Sure. Um, Yeah, and then the other one, before we get into Atlas, the other one that delivers well is um, Putinville on uh, Queen Mary. Oh, yeah, but Putinville is is where my my, uh, world expanded about Putin because, like I said, I come from a small town where there was not a lot of things. Like, if I was bold, I would put, like, hot dogs on it. Which honestly, so good. So uh, yeah, yeah. And the I classic. went to Putinville, and I I discovered the Italian one, which right. instead of gravy, you have tomato sauce. Right. Well, spaghetti sauce. Yeah, it's like a meat sauce, right? Yes. Yeah. And it is so good. <laughs> That's it. And I I feel like you know every fast food chain, like you can get a putin from McDonald's. You can get a putin, I think even from Tim Hortons. Maybe I might be wrong about that. And like it's not the same, you know. It's McDonald's yeah. fries don't make for good putin. No. If you're gonna get a fast food, if you're gonna get a fast food patin, you gotta get La Belle Provence. And I don't even know if they deliver. I they're not on Uber Eats at least. My house, I don't move you to yours because we're a couple of blocks away, and sometimes they're finicky about that. Right. Yeah. Well, which one? Which one delivers to you guys? Because I don't. La Salle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Across the underpass. The the problem is it takes like thirty minutes, and by the time it's here, 
It's like, well, that's it, right? And that's the problem with delivery poutine and delivery fries is that you have to get them from somewhere that's like 15 minutes away max. Because if it's any longer than that, it's going to show up and it's not going to be good anymore. If I if I like their their fries, which I don't, Saint Hubert, mm-hmm. what I love they do is they put the, the 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 fries and the cheese curd, and they they put the gravy in a, in a bowl, and you put the gravy. Yes, on. that That's is so good. Do it, people. That is essential. That's so smart. <laughs> Nobody, right? I I don't think anyone else does that, and that is such a good idea. Oh, that's great. That way it's not soaked. Yeah. Well, it's like I've I've ordered pho to the house before, and pho is another one of those things where you really want it to be like made fresh. And yeah. most places that deliver that, they'll send you the soup and they'll send you everything else in another container, and you have yes. to mix it. And that's so smart. I hadn't thought about doing that with poutine, but that makes sense. Right. That's and I great. saw that and I was like, yes, this is all you put in. You know? Now, if a place that made better poutine than Saint-Hubert could start doing it that way. Now, please, their fries, the moment they stop being, like, super crisp, right. they're so bad. Yeah. That's why I love Atlas Pizza, because Atlas Pizza's fries deliver perfectly. They're crunchy mm. on the outside, soft down the middle. They have the best pizza, like, the the, uh, the ratio uh, dough and cheese and other put stuff on it. The, the ratio of it in yeah. the pizza is just, like... Usually there's too much dough or not enough or too much stuff or the stuff on it's not fresh. Right. Not with them. Like when I order there, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it just uh, reminded me that um, uh, you can cut that out if you don't want to talk about your family. But um, Teffer had put it about uh, Toby being happy that you were coming back from your work. Yeah. And he say, uh, yay, me so happy. Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> and um said and i cannot stop quoting it anymore <laughs> like when we left he left this morning and just said pizza 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 <laughs> and since we read that thing we like we need to order from atlas we want pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no definitely i mean honestly like i got home from work that night so i had uh i had had an evening shift that snuck up on me because on mondays i um i'm kind of on call which feels silly to say about a pizza place but like i was on call and uh i got called in kind of late um and on my way back I get a text from Teffer that Toby's like excited that I'm coming home and you know wants me to bring pizza and french fries I'm like I can't bring pizza and french fries at this point like I already left work I can't bring pizza we don't sell french fries at my pizza place so I can't bring french fries um so we ended up ordering like uh I think I got myself a a quarter pounder BLT trio and also got us a 20 piece chicken McNugget to share and and a large fry and Toby was thrilled and he didn't remember that he wanted pizza so we were okay but it was I like I just love that now you associated with pizza. Yeah, well that's it. I I like that. I I think it's good that he um I really I'm glad that my kid likes food, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's it's it yeah. was important to me that he grow up being excited about food because mm-hmm. I grew up being excited about food and oh, there's same. like not a lot of things that I like want to impose on my children but I think a love for food is one of them and I think that that's an okay thing to want to impose on your kids yeah yeah <laughs> especially in our day when they like half of the thing they see is like food will kill you stop eating it right uh, <laughs> or like fast for me is the fast food shaming like yeah. at one point I was with my sister and we were ordering pizza and uh, Seth was raving about the fact that we order fries with pizza because apparently it's a Quebec thing. Right. We made a poll. It's a Quebec thing. Yeah. And um, I, I was telling her, like, uh, oh, why don't you order poutine at the same time? Because uh, one of her daughter wanted to put it poutine. And she was like, yeah, but fast food. I'm like, is that poutine 
pizza is fast food. Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> For like, what it's worth, I do I do definitely always feel worse after eating poutine than I do after eating pizza. Me too, <laughs> but it's still fast food. That's what yeah. I want to say. Like, there's sh- there shouldn't be hierarchy into like. Fast food is fast food for me, you know. Yeah. Like, assume what you're eating. It's like there's this joke um, in, in 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 by a French uh, Canadian saying like uh, going to to McDonald's and ask for a salad is like going to a prostitute and ask for a hug. Like, assume what you're eating, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You, you have to embrace it. You have to say like, okay, fine, I'm getting fast food tonight, so I'm gonna go all out. And and stopping the shame. Honestly, since I stopped being ashamed of like my love of fast food and the fact that it's like, yeah, it's good. And sometimes we don't wanna we don't wanna cook. And said so had a big day and I had a big day, and we just look at each other and say like, let's order it, and we don't feel shame about that. Oh, that's it. I think the the only the only trouble I have with fast food at this point in my life is the price because it is cheaper. Like it is cheaper to cook stuff, you know. Yes. It it ends up being cheaper and also pretty satisfying to like make a meal from scratch. But if I you love want it. fresh ingredients, not that much to be honest. Well, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but you know, that's it. The only the only shame I ever have around how much fast food I eat is when I look at my bank account and go, okay, yeah. I could be in a slightly better place financially if I ate slightly less takeout. But, but also, that's a choice I make every time. You know, it's it's well, not like anyone's forcing me to do that. I just choose to do it. And 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 like that's okay. Exactly. Like some people, like some like some people I know have two houses and whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm eating I'm eating uh, a McDonald or whatever more. <laughs> and I have my bunnies and I'm happy. You know, like <laughs> that's it. I remember when I was in my you know back when I was single and childless in my like early twenties. There was a time when I would eat Domino's pizza like two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. at minimum sometimes more than that like I would eat pizza most days to the point where when I stopped ordering pizza as often as I did the Domino's guy came and checked on me and oh was God. like are you okay <laughs> and oh like my God. yeah I know if I felt like a meme and like uh, you know sweet, at that though. point in my life people were like man I wish I could eat pizza as much as you do and I was like well how often do you go to the club and order a $20 drink because exactly. <laughs> I, I don't drink so I don't, I, I don't knew I don't know for you but I, I when I was younger I had a good um all my anxiety was pulled into me not not uh, getting heavier like getting weight mm-hmm. and since I've like controlled my anxiety I'm getting weight it's really funny right um which is okay I mean weight is weight whatever yeah that's it uh but um it's funny because like I would eat like Putin after Putin after like whatever and I had a friend that would drink water and, and gain 10 pounds right you know <laughs> yeah well that's it i i think our bodies are are going to be whatever if we eat the things that we want to eat and we're happy our bodies are going to be whatever size they want to be and also know? life's too short to eat kale yeah i mean kale's not bad but i know no, what but you like, this kale, <laughs> no, like uncooked unprepared kale yeah <laughs> life's too short to to limit yourself on what yeah you're exactly eat. and <laughs> i don't know i i I don't believe in, in diets. If it worked for you, good. But I I, I believe in um, restraining yourself, or not restraining, but like dozing. Sure. Like for me, yes, I'm having this coffee uh, from Tim Horton, but I won't have like after that uh, 20 uh, chocolates and like 
other like heavy stuff that I'm drinking. I'm trying to drink like lighter stuff because sure. I know I had like a fat beverage. Right. Um, yeah. Well, it's all about it's all about balance. It's about exactly. it's about saying like okay like I'm not going to feel a little bad about eating you know junk food right now like I want it I'm going to eat it and then just being conscious and saying like okay but like if my body starts to feel like what I want now is a salad I'll also get a salad exactly and like I'm sorry but I, I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that basic person and say I love PSL I love pumpkin pumpkin spice latte I love it okay I love the Christmas. Uh, the Christmas coffee at Starbucks and I don't care if it's happening. <laughs> it's so good. It's just if I, I drink too much, I get palpitation. Right. But that's because anxiety. Well, um, but that's not even, that's not because of like the fat content or anything. That's just because it's caffeine. You drink too caffeine, much caffeine, exactly. you're going to get heart palpitations. Exactly. And uh, like when I was in Sejep, I used to drink like four or five cup of, uh, cup of coffee a day because right. I lived in front of a of a Tim Horton. It right. was dangerous. Well, and that's also the only way to get through school most of the time. <laughs> well, f funny enough, and that is proud, I have two BAs and I'm back to school right now. Never did an all-nighter. <laughs> that is that is impressive. I am really proud of that and I thank my anxiety. You know, I don't think I ever pulled an all-nighter doing schoolwork. I think I pulled all-nighters playing video games and... Yeah, but know, that doesn't count. That's fun. <laughs> writing music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, Kat, we're we're almost out of time. Uh, I do want to give you one last chance. Do you have any final thoughts about fast food before we wrap up? Uh, yeah. Just don't don't worry about it. Honestly, St uh, like I I I want to preach the the openness of it and that it's okay to eat it. Just try not to eat it every day, and you're gonna be fine. Yeah. Or if you do eat it every day, also eat something homemade every day. Yes. Challenge also, yourself to, to, to strike that balance, you know? And also, we need all puts in place now to put the cup of, of gravy next to it. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I think that is, honestly, that is such a game changer that, like... Let's, let's go uh, to uh, Shark Tanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just call up Mark Cuban. and <laughs> Look, it's delivery poutine, except they put the sauce on the side. <laughs> I actually, no, I genuinely think that's an amazing idea. And it makes me wish that the store I worked at sold Putin just so that we could do it that way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, Kat, thank you so much for joining me on that for discussion. Do you have anything else you want to plug before we wrap up? Uh, well, if you're a magician fan, the magician from sci-fi, I host a podcast now called Florian United, where we rewatch every single episode and talk about it. And I am writing the third edition of the D&D book that I'm adapting from the... From the show, uh, go to themagiciandnd.com. Sweet. Yeah, so for all things magicians, Kat is the person to go to. And, and I'll I'll make sure to include links to both of those in the description of this episode. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so hungry now. I know, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, Kat, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. This was a fun. Thank you. Bye. Hey, it's mid-roll time. This week I wanted to take a minute in the middle of the show to rank my top five fast food burger chains for you, because that feels like something worth doing. Number five for me is Harvey's. Now, I'm not 100% sure if Harvey's exists outside of Canada. Uh, if it does not, it's a burger chain. Look it up. 
they make burgers. Uh, if it does, cool, you already know. But anyway, Harvey's is great, and nobody really seems to know that. Like, I've never had a disappointing experience at a Harvey's. I just don't ever think to go there. And I think that's maybe because their marketing is bad, or maybe someone dissed them at some point, so I just, they're, they're not like a place I think of in my mind. But every time I've gone to a Harvey's, I've been like, oh, this is genuinely great. I should go here more often. But I cannot in good conscience put them any higher than number five on my list because I just never go there, you know? <laughs> that's that's just the reality of it. Number four on my list is A&W. Now, I love A&W on principle because they try really, really hard to be the most ethical fast food burger. Like, they, they source their chicken and eggs from better farms than other places. They offer the Beyond Meat sandwiches that, like, aren't really my jam, but they taste pretty good. They're also trying to phase out unethically sourced pork, and, like, that's awesome. I, I think there is something really great about a chain trying to set that standard for other chains, and AW is trying to do that, and I really respect that. I just don't like their sandwiches that much. <laughs> like, I will happily buy from them if they're nearby, and I always feel good about getting my burgers from AW. They're just not my top choice because I think their food is just okay. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's just not my thing. I don't like mozzarella on my cheeseburgers. I'm, there we go. I'm just going to say it. Give me cheddar. Give me, give me yellow cheese. I'm sorry. Number three is Wendy's. Now, I could eat a Baconator every day of my life and never get tired of them, and I know this for a fact because there was, in fact, a summer where I kind of did that, and I loved it. Um, Wendy's has pretty solid everything else as well, and I can't really think of any other fast food burger chain where you can get, like, chili cheese fries with your burger, and um, that's pretty rad. I don't know. But that's it. Wendy's is, Wendy's is pretty good. <laughs> Now, my number two spot has to go to Burger King. I realize this may seem like a conflict of interest. I have, after all, been in multiple Burger King commercials, but I should make it very clear that those were one-off contracts. I don't make royalties off of the ads, and while the paychecks from them were fine, I'm not being paid by them anymore, so placing them at number two on my list is 100% based on merit. <laughs> Alright? They're not paying me to say this. I love a flame-grilled burger. It's that simple. I, I love that you can taste that on their meat. Uh, I love their chicken sandwiches, even the ones that I had to eat eight of in one sitting for the commercials and couldn't eat for months afterward because, you know, trauma are very, very tasty. <laughs> their french fries are perfectly adequate, and they have this really good zesty dipping sauce that I would order by the bucket if I could. They also have kids' meal combos that almost rival a Happy Meal, like the toys are totally fine. So, you know, they're, they're they're pretty good. I really, really like Burger King. I think Burger King is maybe my favorite burger from a fast food burger place. Just not my number one pick overall. My number one pick overall, of course, is McDonald's. Now, this may be obvious, and you might call me basic for it, uh, and we're going to actually get into how basic is not necessarily a bad thing in the second half of this episode, but McDonald's is consistent, their fries are great, their chicken nuggets are out of this world, and most importantly, for me at least, they're extremely accessible. I think I touched on this while talking with Kat, but with McDonald's being everywhere and being relatively cheap and having lots of options that I can use to feed all the people in my house, including my children who are picky, for less than 40 bucks for the whole order, it's it's really hard not to give the win to McDonald's, you know? <laughs> I, I just, I kind of have to. And uh, I think McDonald's is kind of the king of fast food burgers, my former employers aside. So yeah, that's it. That's my top five. I would love to know what your top five burger chains are. Let me know. Tell me about it on social media at Tom Zalatni or at Down With Talking. Now, speaking of McDonald's being beautiful and accessible, my next guest, Kevin Go, is also a big fan of McDonald's. That's it. That's my segue. I'm tired. It's been a really, really long week. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Here's Kevin. 
My next guest on today's episode of Up for Discussion is Kevin Go. Kevin has lived in Montreal for the last nine years, but before this, he spent nine years in China and also nine years in the U.S. So if there's anyone who has a sort of international sense of what fast food is and can be, it's this guy. Uh, Kevin is also doing his uh, research at McGill right now in micronutrients and the de- development of diabetes. So really, really, if there's anyone who knows what fast food is capable of, it's Kevin Go. Kevin, thanks for joining me on Up for Discussion. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to uh, be here. And I guess uh, it's also worth mentioning that I myself eat a lot of fast food too. So I guess um, uh, I have expertise in that area as well. So your research has not scared you off? No, no, not at all. Perfect. (laughs) Um, So I always like to like get my guests to sort of contextualize themselves a little bit before we dive into the topic at hand. So how about you tell me a little bit about, you know, how you grew up, what kind of food you ate, what kind of food you eat now? Give us a little picture of who Kevin is. Growing up, it was mostly my mother cooking at home, and she would always cook these beautiful uh, Chinese food spreads. And for anybody who doesn't know how uh, Chinese dinners usually go, there are no courses, there are no separate plates, everything is in the center of the table. There are just these big plates of all these dishes that everybody digs into. We each have our individual bowl of rice, but as as far as... Um, what you actually like to eat goes, it's completely up to you. My parents, they never forced me to eat more of any type of food or anything like that. Just everything that was in the middle of the table, whatever I wanted, I would be able to get as much of it as I wanted. I love and, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, as my earliest memory starts in America where I lived in Washington DC so I also had lots of access to a local food that was there my favorites included Burger King as well as Pho they were um, respectively my dad's favorite restaurant and my mother's favorite restaurant <laughs> actually yeah it, it's like it was really really fantastic I remember every Sunday we'd go to Burger King every Saturday we went to get Pho and it was just it was phenomenal you know and then moving over to China Obviously, there was a whole world of food there. And what's really fun about at least when I was in uh, uh, the city is called Kunming, it was before, you know, a lot of these developments had swept in and China became more of an industrialized country. So you just had these uh, hole-in-the-wall restaurants and these stalls right next to these, like, sewage rivers, you know, that would be (laughs) selling the most delicious food. And it was a rite of passage that... You know, you would eat this stuff, you'd get Giardia maybe once or twice, and then you'd get immunity. You 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 got through the door, you'd be able to eat these things, you know. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and then finally coming back over to Canada and actually uh, coming back in a really interesting time, I think, where especially Montreal has very recently uh, undergone a more... Uh, international broadening I would say of the restaurant variations we're having here like uh, I remember when I first came here maybe it was just cha time no tay, uh, one or two more bubble tea shops that you mostly found around Chinatown but sure. now they're just everywhere right ramen is just everywhere you get uh, um, you know Korean food has become huge as well so yeah 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 I'm- Totally. It's funny that you mentioned that. I, I think like, yeah, so you said you've been here for nine years. So we probably met like not that long after you got here thinking about it because that was... No, no, yeah. we met like maybe two years after I got here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like early 2010s, you know, because I, I know I was in college, you were in college. Yeah, cool. Okay, so we've known each other for a while. That's crazy. I yes. uh, Thinking about it, like Korean food specifically that you just mentioned, like has been kind of getting a, a 
a boom i guess over the past few years like mm-hmm. i know in in my neighborhood in ndg like we've had there's one korean restaurant that's been here like forever and i think there's now like five others that like certainly when we met were not here like i i definitely i remember them all opening in the past like five six years Yes. Are you talking about Monami, the one that's a... Yeah, Monami, Monami, I feel like, is one of the more recent ones. Dawa is the one that I was mentioning that's been here uh, yeah, for like right. what feels like forever. All phenomenal places. So too. good. So uh, good. After this pandemic, goodness. <laughs> I like, I won't lie, we get, we get fried chicken from Monami like every like 10 days or so like not weekly but like close enough to weekly that it feels like weekly you know that's wonderful so the, w- have you tried the monami uh, korean barbecue that's not also yet. on the street it's so good it was one of my favorite things before the pandemic but obviously all this all you can eat stuff you know is closed now yeah it's tough yeah um coming to the all you can eat actually that that kind of is uh fun i i love I love what you were saying about the way that your family did dinner growing up where like it would just be like kind of a free for all, like grab what you want, no pressure, sample as much as you want to, you know, that I I think that's a really good way to like get kids interested in the food that they're like eating. Cause like kids are picky, you know, not all kids for sure, but like kids are generally pickier than adults when it comes to what they eat. And a lot of that is just about exposure. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. I I remember reading a while ago that um, if you have a picky kid, when it comes to food, you need to like regularly expose them to a new food, like at least 10 times in like not a long period of time in order for them to like familiarize themselves with the idea that this thing exists and is edible before they're willing to like take that chance and try it. And I think that the idea of having like, you know, everything on like say a lazy Susan in the middle of the table and it's just a big spread, like that's a really good way to like expose your kids to lots of food at once. And like, I don't know, increase the odds that they like try something. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Cause when I was little, I remember hating mushrooms. Sure. Actually. And, but the fact that it was always on the table made it so that one day when I got over that pickiness, you know, and I was able to get it it was it was right in front of me and speaking of sort of getting kids to try things i think my parents they they really took a great approach so they were part of the generation that really strongly believed that milk was full of calcium right? sure. so they really wanted uh, my sister and i to drink this milk and instead of kind of putting it in front of us and being like oh you drink this what my dad would do is he would uh, he he poured a large glass for himself, poured two glasses for us, sat down with us, and just drank it and was like, oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, you know, this is just the most amazing, creamiest, silkiest milk I've ever had, you know, and eventually we just got so jealous of him that we started <laughs> drinking this milk, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, and and I think that that's it, right? Cuz food is food is so much more than just stuff we put in our bodies, right? Yeah. It's it's like there's so much communication to it, there's so much love to it. Um, you know, in a sense getting somebody to try a food or try something that you've made is is very intimate you know it's it's like having a conversation with somebody and you need to have that conversation with your kids too i think that like you know what are they may be picky but what are the tastes that they like right I always liked salty, spicy things. My sister always liked sweet, smooth things. And my parents were able to find all manner of meats and vegetables and dishes that were able to kind of cater to both of our tastes, right? Yeah. Well, I love yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. it. It's it's so much about that 
communicating and about that, like meeting someone where they are, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of coming to the like overall theme of this episode is fast food. Cause we, you know, we we're doing this under the guise of this being the fast food episode. And I, I think there is something to that idea of food being accessible, right? Cause, cause at the end of the yes. day, the whole thing with kids, you know, coming to appreciate different foods is the accessibility of it, right? It's seeing the food often enough that they can, you know, process that it is not poison right <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Important. like having knowing that they're not in a place how am I, what am i trying to say here i think for me growing up i never felt like i had the option to say no to food um because mm. we didn't have enough financially to like get away with like you know me not eating what was on the plate you know because because a lot mm. of the time it was like well if you're not eating this it <laughs> feel free to like check the pantry but like there's not a whole lot else going on so you should like at least try it right Mm -hmm. and uh i i think that that lack of access creates a challenge for kids who you know are pickier i was not that picky so it worked out okay for me that most of the time i was happy to eat whatever the adults were eating but like Mm -hmm. for a kid who doesn't have the same like palate that i did like it's not that that kid is stubborn it's that like (laughs) textures that are are weird for kids or flavors that are too strong like are actually off-putting and and unpleasant right and like that's that's tough you know and I'm I'm lucky enough that I just did not have that issue for the most part there's like three things that I couldn't eat and I still have trouble with them as an adult but overall like really really open and I think that comes down to the accessibility factor and I think that that is a place where fast food really really shines Yes, yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to accessibility of fast food, it's it's funny that you uh, use that word because um, it was the same word that was used to describe it when um, I had a friend once who went to travel. Which which country was it? I believe it was Guatemala. It was a it was a country in S- South America, and he said that he the one of the first things that he did was try to locate a McDonald's. Sure in the country and uh, we were like why, why are you doing this you know you've gone to travel someplace exotic try the local food he said well it's reliable you know it's yeah. always going to be there you know exactly what you're going to get from it and uh, like you said it's just it's so accessible you know that's it and and McDonald's is fun because it's one of those things that like you would think that McDonald's would be the same everywhere, right? Because no. it's, it's like, it's a chain, you know? A chain mm-hmm. implies some kind of consistency. But there is a difference from, from place to place. And it's not just, you know, little regional differences. Like, you know, this country might make everything, you know, no meat and dairy together. Or, like, this country likes chicken more, so we have slightly more chicken options than beef or whatever. But it's like, beyond that, it's it's ingredient quality changes so radically the approach to making the food can change from place to place i know someone was telling me that mcdonald's tastes better in japan because in japan (laughs) they just give a shit about making the food (laughs) yep yep no absolutely i think it really comes down to people's perception of the food Mm -hmm. and it's a uh there was actually a study that was done uh comparing basically they basically wanted to see if classical junk food was actually worse for people mm-hmm. and they basically what they did was they had two different groups of people and one group of them they um gave them quote unquote healthy food right this food you know fruits vegetables fresh meats and the other group they gave quote unquote junk food 
which was a lot of this fast food that they actually purchased from places like McDonald's and Burger King and whatnot. And what was really interesting was, in reality, the composition of fats, carbs, proteins, and many of the micronutrients, as well as the actual calories that each individual got, were the same in both groups. Okay. Okay. And uh, sorry, no, I made I made a mistake with the calories. They they were allowed to eat as much as they wanted, but the composition of the meals were actually the same. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Consistently, the people in the fast food group always ended up overeating. They were the ones who always en- ended up gaining more weight, despite the food actually having the same stuff in it. Now, what was really interesting was that this cohort was American. Okay. Sure. And this study is difficult to replicate. People have tried. You know, it's very, very difficult to replicate outside of Western countries. So, when they tried to do this study, I believe it was in in Taiwan. They didn't get the same result, right? The people eating quote unquote junk food actually had the same health outcomes as the people who were eating quote unquote healthy food. And and you know my hypothesis behind it is it really all came down to their perception of the food because over here we perceive these as junk foods so we treat it as such in a sense we dishonor it as such right. and we use it to dishonor our bodies as such <laughs> right right yeah whereas you know this doesn't have to exist at all like you said in Japan you know even the quality of the food tastes better because people just view it differently right right that's so interesting. I, I find it really fascinating, this idea that, like, you could take two foods or, you know, two plates of food, say, that, like, hit the exact same nutritional value, hit the exact same fats, hit the exact same everything, and the one that you perceive as being better for you, if you perceive one as being better for you, is going to end up being better for you just because of the way that you treat it. That's so fascinating. Yeah, because I, yep, absolutely. I, I think that there is something to that, like, this idea that... Cause I mean, like, just frankly, I'm someone whose metabolism, like, would punish them if if I ate, you know, just quote-unquote junk food for the rest <laughs> of my life. Like, I am not somebody who, like, stays skinny. I've never been skinny. I, I am a fat person. I'm a, you know, a small-end fat person. Hey, high five. But, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I check that box. And, like, for me... I think because my relationship with food has always been a fairly positive one, it doesn't seem to matter what I eat. <laughs> like that doesn't seem to affect my my body composition or whatever uh, as much as you know how much I eat or how well I treat myself the rest of the time. Um, and you wouldn't be able to tell that because there are definitely periods of time where I like funnel you know trash food into my body like a like a raccoon and it doesn't really change anything for me (laughs) compared to if i you know eat quote-unquote healthy food for long periods of time absolutely and it's just a i think one interesting misconception i think about a lot of food and the way that the our diets actually affect us physically Hmm. is about how um how to say this basically that the volume of food that you consume really makes a big difference. What you'll find in the end repeatedly is that the devil is in the details. Mm. It's about little things that you incorporate into your diet and how it affects you specifically. For myself, I notice that when I drink alcohol, 
Mm-hmm. Like nothing else. You know, I can be having all you can eat sushi, pizzas, I can eat K barbecue three times a week. <laughs> but if I'm off alcohol, I will look great. Right. You know, I'll like keep the pounds off. When I drink alcohol, just something about it disagrees with my metabolism sure. and I'll start putting on weight really, really rapidly, right? And uh it goes back to uh some of these micronutrients, right? Sometimes uh you'll find that people who are eating quote-unquote junk food aren't actually consuming that much calories but are Mm. still going on to develop things like type 2 diabetes. You look into these diets and in fact you're actually just missing a few things. You're missing a few vitamins here and there. It makes all the difference, right? Yeah, well it all comes down to balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I I always tell people like if there is... uh, I'm a big fan of intuitive eating, you know, listening to what your body wants and giving your body that thing. Um, And I think that intuitive eating kind of, once you lock into it, lets you eat really whatever you want uh, because your body will tell you like, okay, you've had, you know, an entire pizza today. Let's also have some like veggies. And like, and there's a lot of good nutrition in stuff like pizzas and burgers, you know, and there's stuff you need in there, right? It's just, you need to also have that other stuff. That's it. (laughs) You can, you can, you can have a like well-rounded diet that includes lots of, uh, again, junk food, you know, it doesn't, it it's, that's it. Like I, I don't mind calling it junk food just cause like, you know, whatever it's the vernacular, but I do feel like you're right that that kind of like gives it, it it doesn't give it the respect that it deserves, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I have a friend who um, the other day was telling me she ate a bag of Doritos for dinner because I, oh, I had just amazing. finished telling her about what I made the night before. And she was like, oh, man, that sounds great. I ate a bag of Doritos last night. And I was like, well, you know what? For what it's worth, a bag of Doritos has the same nutritional value as like most instant ramen packs. So if you yes. wouldn't feel bad about having just eaten a pack of instant ramen for dinner, don't feel bad about just eating Doritos. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Doritos are so addictive too. I'm sure there's, there's these. That's the other thing I think, and, and that that must be said. Where I feel because so much, many of these uh, junk food things are made by these big companies with these huge R&D departments that engineer the food to be addictive <laughs> and make, because I've tried, okay, I've tried to go to Costco to buy the biggest possible bag of Doritos such right. that I don't finish it in one go. It never works, <laughs> right? No, you just have more Doritos. <laughs> exactly, it's just it's something in them that tells your brain, keep reaching in the bag. <laughs> The right. the only way that I can stop myself from eating a whole bag of chips is to pour an amount of chips into a bowl and put the bag back in the cupboard. If yes, I that... if I eat straight out of the bag, that bag is getting emptied in one sitting. That's what my girlfriend does. She actually has more. You both you and her have more self control than I do. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't say I do it often. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, let me be clear. Most of the time, I will just eat straight out of the bag and finish it. It's more like if I know that I'm going to want some tomorrow, I'll set some aside, you know? I see. Mm-hmm. It's it's less about self-control and more about, like, spreading it out. And actually, that that's a really interesting point you bring up because that's, like, uh, the psychological studies that I've seen about right. food control and di- diet control, they say that the, the most effective thing is to actually delay what you want to eat mm. basically psychologically if you tell yourself oh i can't eat this right. you know it's it's not good for me it's 
ridiculously hard because you can't get it out of your head, you know, the temptation is always there. But apparently the most effective way to actually get yourself to stop eating something is to be like, oh, I'll eat it later, right? I'll, I'll uh, set it aside such that I can have some tomorrow. And mm -hmm. apparently that works much better. Well, that makes sense to me because yeah. that was always my experience with schoolwork as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the most effective way to not do an assignment is to keep telling yourself, oh, I'll do it later. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Um, Kevin, we're we're getting close to the end of our time, uh, but mm -hmm. I want to ask you: What is your favorite fast food? Oh, that's a good question. I know it's, I, I it's a actually, hard one too, right? But it, it is a hard one. I would actually like to sort of draw a line between what I consider to be um, just all fast food and the sort of um, mass-produced fast food, right? Sure. Because my favorite fast food that I would still consider to be fast food is fried sticky rice noodles that I used to get in this hole-in-the-wall restaurant next to my home in China. Sure. I considered it fast food because it was made out of just scraps, you know, they would, they, they uh, reserved the pig lard from yesterday's dinner to make with this. It was a family who, it was literally just their downstairs was the restaurant, I right? And the moment you ordered it, you got it in 30 seconds. So <laughs> it, it's fast food in the purest sense. Sure, right? and yeah. That I would say is my favorite fast food. When it comes to the, the sort of, um, what I like to call factory fast food, the sure. type that, um, you know, it, it's, it guarantees consistent quality, so to speak. I still got to say McDonald's. I know it's like really, uh, it's really basic, but it's just, it's everywhere. You know it's going to be good every time, right? And I also just have so much, many fond memories associated with it, just going to McDonald's with my friends, you know, at 1 a.m. Right. after a, a rager or whatever, you know? You know what? I think we we give a lot of flack to things by calling them basic, but I'm going to read the dictionary definition of basic here really quickly. And that is forming an essential foundation or starting point, semicolon, fundamental. And uh, Oh, I love that. Right? Right? I think that we need to not hate on foods and drinks for being basic. Starbucks is basic, and that means it is uh, fundamental, and I need it, and it is okay to love it. It is wonderful. It's true. We hate we hate how much we love it. It's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> no, I feel you, honestly. McDonald's is not my favorite fast food burger. They're not my favorite fast food fries. They're not my favorite fast food chicken. No individual item of McDonald's is my favorite thing. However, when I am looking to get dinner, takeout, Uber Eats, whatever, for a family of four, and I need to make sure <laughs> that the kids can eat something, and I need to make sure that Teffer and I can both have something we like, McDonald's is really solid for that. And it's, it's not true. super expensive, so true, and you get yeah. everything that you need. And uh, you know what? Chicken nuggets, pretty rad. I think McDonald's is maybe the best chicken nuggets. It's true. It's true. I have to say, their sauces, you know, the way that they cut out the shapes to make it seem more natural, yeah. it really it really works. Yeah. It's amazing. And like, yeah. yeah, you know what? Hot mustard, give it to me. Sweet and sour sauce, I'll take it. Fill my fill my tummy with those good sauces. That's all I need. Yeah. I, I feel you. <laughs> like, am I, am I maybe a Burger King guy at heart because they paid me to be one and because their burgers are flame grilled? Sure. Do yeah. I... <laughs> I? I do have to say, I do prefer Burger King burgers over McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. But like, but a Burger King trio is actually not better because <laughs> their fries kind of <laughs> suck and like... 
you know yeah. so it's you i think there's there's room for for things being basic and being wonderful i like that you know yeah i i, I like that a lot i like that a lot i'm going to incorporate that into my life philosophy i think <laughs> that's it we we need to i i don't like the idea that anything is bad food you know the only mm-hmm. food that's bad is food that tastes bad yes like and, if it brings you joy it is good food no matter what goes into it i, I agree and i think it's it's this is going to sound really meta but i think it's not that there's bad food but there are bad people you know? <laughs> like there's a it's a bad way that you consume the food so to speak <laughs> sure yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that came exactly out it. sounding really weird. But... <laughs> but no, you're exactly right. Like the food that is bad is the food that is not right for you in that moment. The food that has you know expired. Yeah. Sure, like I will. Depression food, yeah. you know, not, not, yeah. no, no food is good when it's depression food. You know, I would, I would disagree. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> at my at my most depressed, I uh, made a lot of really really bomb ass lasagnas and... really oh yeah wow okay then you were able to channel that you yeah were able to channel that into something good good on you that's it that's it but um on on depression <laughs> i i will say that the thing you said earlier about alcohol totally feel you i have not been drinking for years now because i i have a problem and you know the solution is to not drink and mm. uh when i was at my most drunk um i cut out alcohol and i cut out constantly ordering dominoes like every other day mm-hmm. it was i spent like hundreds of dollars a week on dominoes in mm-hmm. probably around the time we met actually that was a rough period of my life mm-hmm. and uh i cut out the alcohol cold turkey um and lost like 30 pounds and then yeah, i yeah. at some point i cut out the dominoes and i did not lose any weight i just had money <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So then I, you know, started ordering Domino's a reasonable amount of time instead of every other day. And, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but definitely, uh, you know, I uh, I don't think that alcohol is inherently bad, but uh, I don't think it does much for me either. No, no, for sure not. It's a It, it does something weird to your liver chemistry, actually, is, yeah. uh, is my guess for why it is. I, I don't... I don't think it's completely known like exactly why it's so fattening compared mm. to say like uh, just normal sugary drinks. But yeah, it's uh, it, uh, but but again, like you said, it it really is person dependent because I know people who tolerate it really well, yeah. right? And people with heart problems, you know, it can really actually be good for them. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. And and I think mm-hmm. like I know like my you know. I have alcoholism in my family, but I also have people in my family who are not alcoholics who will have like a glass of wine at dinner every night and yeah. like they seem happy. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I I wish I could do that, but uh nope, not for mm. me. <laughs> oh man. Um well Kevin, thank you so much. This is really awesome. I uh it was yeah, great catching was up after way too long and chatting food with you. Um do you have anything any kind of final thoughts on fast food on international quick eats etc or anything you want to plug before we wrap up Mm -hmm. so you know fast food right now i'm sure we're all ordering it very often because of the pandemic right sure and there's a lot of hard-working people out there supporting us for our food but um also you know obviously the doctors and nurses working in the hospital but beyond that the uh you know the common service people that make modern life possible for us 
And I think the best way that we can sort of thank them and give back to them in this moment is to respect social distancing and just wear that mask, you know, because you might think you're not seeing anybody or contacting anybody, but when that delivery man comes to your door, he's actually taking a risk by um, being in contact with you, right? So in a sense, by doing this, you actually protect those people as well. And, you know, the vaccine is close right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can all taste it. You know, we can all see <laughs> it at the end of the, the tunnel. But the fact of the matter is, actually, this the situation is quite dire right now uh, for one simple reason, which is that there is no singular point of infection anymore. Right. During the first wave, it was introduced in a point, introduced in certain communities. So when you were able to quarantine those, it was a lot easier to contain. Now it's just kind of evenly distributed everywhere, which is why you see these lockdown um, efforts being less effective. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't observe them. You know, if anything, more than ever, we should be observing these things. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. As someone who uh, gets a lot of takeout and also works at a pizza place, I uh, I got to echo that sentiment. If you're, this is a habit that I took admittedly way too long to get into, but when you have someone delivering Uber Eats to your house, put on a mask when you get to yeah, the door. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I, I just keep one in my pocket for good measure, you know, because you never know when someone's yeah, going to sure. show up. For sure. For yeah. sure. And if you're going into a place, even if it's just to pick up your food, wear a mask on the way in. It's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a courtesy thing and it will save lives. And hey, you know what? Yeah, there is a vaccine on the way. That's exciting. That's awesome. Even the most optimistic outcome is that people are all vaccinated by like September. So yeah, <laughs> keep yeah, wearing your masks. Yeah. Absolutely. That's absolutely. not soon enough. That's that's the amount <laughs> of time. If If I got pregnant right this moment, my baby would be born probably before enough people are vaccinated for me to be comfortable having the baby in a hospital. That is how long it is going to take still for the vaccine. Yes, and it's and it, and they're going at breakneck speeds. Yeah, right. It's a, this vaccine has been developed like the fastest any vaccine has ever been developed. Yeah, right? the human trials on the scale of the thousands. You know, so we, people are working hard. We all gotta gotta keep working hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't just let Dolly Parton do all the work. No, absolutely not. She's she's a treasure. (laughs) She is. Oh man. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. This is awesome. Yeah. Thank Um, you so much for having me. Do you have any like personal accounts you want people to find or not? No. Cool. Sounds good. good. Well, uh, just just you know, support science. uh, Support. uh, uh, Believe believe your doctors. Believe your scientists. Don't believe Trump. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) That is a that is a message I think we can all get behind. Yes. Oh man, Kevin, thank you so much. This is great. All right, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening to Up for Discussion. Do you have a favorite fast food burger? Like I said earlier, tell me all about it on Twitter and Instagram at DownWithTalking. And if you like this episode and want to help make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash upfordiscussion to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'd be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall and Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, Erica, and Chantal. Patrons get access to my Discord server, the ability to request topics for episodes of the show, invites to Zoom dinner parties, and so much more. That's patreon.com slash up for discussion. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. 
And of course, you can support the show for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description, along with links to everything that Cat plugged earlier in the first half of the episode. Last but not least, this show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. I'll see you next week for our final episode of 2020, where we'll be talking all about food traditions around New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and kind of the turning over of the year. If you have thoughts about that that you want to get into me before I record that episode, you still have time if you tweet at me today. So uh, get on it, and I will see you next week. you understand It just takes a little time Dragons. Canada. The multiverse theory. Corgis. Queer representation. Reconciliation. Angels. Demons. Squirrels. Moose. Moose and squirrels. Sorcerers. Dinosaurs. Forests. Giants. Rogues. Warlocks. Plains. Sewers. Lavender. Natural Toonie. A Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Right here on the Upford Network. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>